0: Hello everyone. Welcome to today's show. My name is Spencer Walsh. Thank you so much for joining us here today. We got a good one for you as always. Here's what we got today: the Senate will be holding a public hearing, or oh, that's on Monday, uh, with Kavanaugh, Brett Kavanaugh, and his accuser. The GOP is waging war on that accuser. The it, it, it's coming. It's coming, and it's it's very intense. Um, And it came exactly as I predicted in my video yesterday. Donald Trump is losing it. Donald Trump Jr., that is, is also losing it over by Kavanaugh. Trump is ordering a sprawling release of Russia Probe documents and text. Fox News hires Ben Shapiro and... Michael Bloomberg may run for president. Oh, we'll take a look at the possible voter base for him in a little bit of our custom explorative, explorative style. So, yeah. According to New York Times, Kavanaugh and, uh, Christine Blasey Ford, the accuser of Kavanaugh for having a sexual incident and or attempt, a sexual assault, I should say, uh, when they were teenagers, they're, like, Kavanaugh and Ford, uh, will be testifying next Monday. This is going to be, like, uh, uh... Kavanaugh's confirmation vote, which is scheduled for this Thursday. Judge Kavanaugh looks forward to a hearing where he can clear his name of this false allegation. Uh, He stands ready to testify tomorrow if the Senate is ready to hear him. So White House spokesman Rasha says. So that's pretty much where it's going on. So yeah, the Senate Judiciary Committee will be holding a public hearing with Supreme Court nominee and the woman who was accused of sexual assault. Uh, Christine Blasey Ford. Uh, yeah. So pretty much what happened is, if you don't know, and I'm sure you guys already know. Uh, when they were in high school, they were at a party, and Kavanaugh was stumbling drunk, physically attacked her. Everything really tried and uh try- really tried to force himself in a very aggressive way, and even put his hand on top of her mouth. Uh, just very very disturbing stuff. And you would think, I mean. I mean, probably if this happened, like, five years ago, it would have been a lot bigger deal than if it had happened, like, 35, but still, there's a lot of outrage about it, and the question is, will he survive this, and it's gonna be important that uh, she gets her story out there without being just absolutely, um, like, slammed here by uh, the very creepy folks, Some some of those senators... ...on the Judiciary Committee, you do not trust to go all, like, Anita Hill on her. So, it's a little bit disturbing, to say the least, about what will she have to go through once she gets on there. So, uh, yeah. So, if it takes a little delay, then it'll take a little delay, Trump said. It will, I'm sure, work out very well. Ford Attorney said she was also willing to testify in front of the committee, um... Kavanaugh had a call scheduled with staffers on the committee for 5.30 p.m. today. In the statement, 10 Democratic members of the committee unanimously opposed the call. Republican senators began to defend Kavanaugh against the allegations on Monday. Senator Orrin Hatch claimed that Kavanaugh had told him he wasn't at the party when he allegedly assaulted Ford. If I recall correctly, I wasn't even there. Uh, he wasn't even there. So yeah, and there's there's always a question about whether he calls it correctly. If you're talking about Orrin Hatch. He's like literally 95 years old. So... Uh, maybe the memories are all there, but I'm pretty sure like there there are people to back it up, Um and there I think she, I think a friend already came out and supported her, but I'm I'm not sure. And of course, everyone's coming out. Every single woman Calvin I ever met is like, oh, he's fine. But yeah, Um which which gives you the sense that he's not hasn't done this year after year after year after year, and he's not like a chronic abuser, which is very good. But um. Still, it doesn't really matter in this case. I'm gonna be honest. Um, yeah, I believe him. Hatch said when he says he wasn't at the party. Um, He's a person of immense integrity. I've known for him for a long time. He's been a straightforward, honest, truthful, and very, very decent man. All right, so that's that's his take on the matter. Uh, we don't we don't really know. Uh, yeah, there's yeah again. There's so much to not really. Uh, there's this is very much a develop a developing story. But the the key is. To hear what the Democrats are going to throw at him, because the Republicans, like when you throw at him, there's like because there was people, like the the thing was the thing was this vote should have been really delayed anyway because they were they were going to delay it before this whole uh, story came out. Remember because he lied like six times to the committee about his past record, which is like a big problem. It's not something you're supposed to do when you're under oath in the Like he literally perjured himself, and the fact that he's uh, gonna go on, kind of unchallenged. There was a little bit disturbing, and then this kind of this whole thing kind of came out, and then really, uh, everyone it looks like had to take a halt. But still, like there was a lot of problems with him before that uh, about some of his records, some of the things with documents, something with uh, presidential power that a lot of Democrats had some serious questions over. So it's it's very good that he's again going to see some uh, real resistance here, at least for the time being. Uh, until I mean, I I think we can trust pr- pretty much the Democrats to stop stop them for a pretty good uh, a very relatively long period of time. So, which is um a little bit disturbing. And here's the thing: I'm just going to talk like for like uh, a bit. Um, as Brett Kavanaugh's alleged accomplice has spent years trying to discredit rape accusations online over the over the weekend Christine Blasey Ford as we know went on record to accuse Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh of attempting to sexually assault her when they were in high school since then Kavanaugh's relationship with Mark Judge the high school friend of Kavanaugh's who Ford alleges was in the room during the incident has come under some scrutiny in Ford's account it was the judge it was judge uh jumping on both of them that allowed her to escape to escape um yeah, so Judge is a conservative author who has pub- uh, written for publications like the Daily Caller, um, the American Spectator, and published the book "Wasted: Tales of Gen, uh, Tales of a Gen X Drunk," in which he describes his experience as a teenage alcoholic. Ford alleged that Judge and Kavanaugh were both stumbling drunk at the time of the incident. In Weekly Standard, though, Judge did deny the events ever take place. In his book, Judge describes someone named Brick O'Kavanaugh puking after drinking too much. Uh, <laughs> Bart, uh, no, sorry, Bart O'Kavanaugh, that's the thing, according to Mother, Mother Jones. So yeah, Bart O'Kavanaugh did puke, apparently, after he drank too much when he was younger, apparently. Which is a little bit amusing. Hmm, Bart O'Kavanaugh, hmm, I wonder... Um. Yeah. So, Judge's controversial writings include a twenty twelve daily, uh, his uh, twenty twelve daily Col- caller column. Sorry, bike uh, getting stolen at very high odds, the thief was a black man. A uh, piece his wrote, uh, piece he wrote in two thousand six on political maven starts out with an incendiary question. Uh, you're thinking it, even if you don't say it. Are gay people perverts? I never thought it. No, actually. Uh, as several journalists on Twitter point out, Judge has also spent a significant amount of time questioning other accounts of sexual assault and asserting deeply gross ideas of its sexuality, including suggesting that clothing choice could incite rape as well. Yeah, wow. So, um, saying, over oh, the days that when President George W. Bush gave his wife Laura a f- loving but firm pat on the backside in public. The man knew who was boss, which is very... Well, very disturbing. That's one of his quotes from. I think his it's a daily caller, all uh, daily caller, <laughs> daily caller album um column there. Very disturbing. So um, yeah. So here's what he also goes on to say. Um, yeah. So of course, there's never any excuse to rape anyone, but it's possible to have two seemingly contradictory thoughts to to be both equally true. There's never an excuse to rape, a crime that I think is almost akin to murder, because the rapist kills a part of the human soul. Yet when the women wear their bo- well, the women wear their body language also sends singles about their se- sexuality, if a woman at her computer in Starbucks is, as Drew Onwarin not- oh, Warren argues, <laughs> sending out signals by the way she is sitting, the women who dress like prostitutes are also sending out signals. So yeah. So a whole bunch of like well, I mean if you if you dress like that, wow. Um And then, so, here's another one. Every man who's fit to live has his own stories about time, like a hard case character. Of course, a man must be able to read a woman's signals. I mean, enough about the signals, please. He's also written that he has a big crush about Sarah Palin. He also said um, the murder of uh, Martin Luther King had nothing to do with the assassination, but that black revolutionaries combined with broken homes and juvenile delinquency to cause fire and looting. Very strange. Um, let's see. And and then, of course, you just write a bunch of cre- creepy, creepy stuff about Sarah Palin. The woman's dead sexy. That's the most obvious thing about her. Uh, and also, uh, she calls raw, fertile, wild Alaska woman's sexuality of Palin is of a different degree. Jesus, calm down, man. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, she's going in on um, Sarah Palin. uh <sighs> he's going in on Sarah Palin, he's also posted a bunch of weird music videos to his account, yeah, it's pretty much what's going on there, (sighs) so yeah, I feel a little bit dizzy right now, Uh, yeah, so that's pretty much what's going on with uh, his weird fan. oh yeah, 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 and he also said the weird, his yearbook quote was, women should be, some women should be struck many times, like a gong, like, what? Anyway, we gotta move on, alright, so, we now turn on to the response of the GOP to this news. As After taking sexual assault allegations against the Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh in, public in the Washington Post over the weekend, Christine Blasey Ford found herself the subject of an emerging smear campaign on Monday, led by top Republicans in Washington who are dedicated to uh, getting Kavanaugh onto the court above all else. It started in earnest with Senator Orrin Hatch, in the Republican of Utah, who told CNN... Uh, that Kavanaugh had assured him. I didn't do that, and he wasn't even at the party when the alleged assault occurred, okay? I mean, that probably wasn't the strongest. It wasn't any, like, real character attacks on Blasey Ford, uh, but just saying, well, yeah, Christine Blasey Ford is just making stuff up. I guess that is a character attack, but... I mean, like, the, in the... She said... She, she She said... He said war that's probably going to happen at one point or another. But the thing is it's just too it's just too annoying it's just literally it's it's too disturbing and it's too um too, too sketchy to when, when you're when you're looking at when you look at the facts here the guy who said this entire past week just straight up lying to the Senate and I mean like lying to the Senate um. Versus the person who has like literally everything to lose and is gonna get risk again being character assassinated by like every single person on the right wing threatened, whatever. Yeah, she's probably got like death threats in her house already. Uh, Hatch went on to say Ford must just must be mixed up about her story in which she describes a high school age Kavanaugh drinking holding her down, groping her, covering her mouth when she has, tries to scream. All those icky, icky details, they're very disgusting. So, uh, when pressed on whether she believes Ford a research psychologist, Hebley Ford, a research psychologist from California, Hatch, replied, I think she's mistaken. Hmm. This must be all, all evoke a feeling of deja vu for um, the senator, who infamously worked very hard to discredit the Anita Hill allegations of sexual misconduct. Yep, he's been around that long. Against Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas during his confirmation hearings, Hatch complained that Hill was called to testify before the Senate Judiciary Committee fairly late in the process, making note of the excuse for later use, because uh, he used it. <laughs> That's pretty much the point is, and he insisted that the law professor's story just does not add up. This afternoon, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, who's wisely made it his mission during his hopeful uh, waning time on this planet to pack the federal courts with conservative judges that laid more groundwork for the Republicans to war on Ford from the Senate floor. As you might expect, Kavanaugh read the uh, uh, McConnell read statement denying the accusations in full before turning to attack the Democrats, and particularly Dianne Feinstein, who kicked this whole thing off by cryptically confirming she was in possession of allegedly condemned information by Kavanaugh, though she stressed the person involved had requested anonymity. So now, now, at this 11th hour, with committee votes on schedule after Democrats have spent weeks and weeks. Searching for any possible reason the nomination of been delayed. Now, now they choose to reveal this allegation," McConnell said. Yeah, so that's pretty much what he, and that's pretty much probably the constant refrain that you are going to hear on this guy. So it's it's just like uh, on, uh, it's all going to be about Diane Feinstein how she didn't want to release the release the thing, and yeah. So here is he here he here is the uh, you you heard the impersonation now. You're going to hear the real thing.
1: Now, in a final matter, Mr. President, it's been 70 days, 70 days since the president nominated Judge Brett Kavanaugh to fill the current vacancy on the Supreme Court. For more than two months, the Senate has poured over Judge Kavanaugh's professional record. We've reviewed the 300 plus opinions he's authored while serving on the D.C. Circuit more pages of documents than have ever been produced for a Supreme Court nomination, more than for the five past nominations combined, and testimony from prominent legal scholars and top litigators who praised the nominee's intellect and his exemplary performance on the federal bench. We've also considered a wealth of evidence that pertains to Judge Kavanaugh's character and his personal integrity. We've heard testimony or received open letters from literally hundreds of men and women who know Judge Brett Kavanaugh, who worked alongside him, or clerked for him as a judge, or who've known him and his family personally over the years. This is what the Senate has considered
0: they considered all their testimonies about how great of a carpool daddy is. Okay. Yeah. So we went on to slam the Democrats for raising this allegation, raising this thought of attempted sexual assault and at a last minute and in a regular moment, uh, before Republicans, uh, this is just a poorly timed little inconvenience here. He didn't get too much with the content of the allegations except to point that they stem from and that transpired three decades ago. He also had to cry, the gall to cry regular order and process while the ghost of Merrick Garland <laughs> smiled down on him. Which is a good point. And literally every... If you look at the response to the tweet where John Harwood, I think of CNBC, said... "Uh, Yeah, he is a CNBC. So... Yeah, literally every response back is, uh, every single response back is about something about Merrick Garland when uh, John Harwood says, McConnell complains that Democrats aren't following standard bipartisan process and regular order on Kavanaugh's confirmation to the Supreme Court. So yeah, wow. Okay. Uh, Yeah, and then some of his quotes in the past, one of my proudest moments was when I told Obama, you will not fill the Supreme Court vacancy. Apparently there's not yet a new standard now which is there's an yet a new standard now which is not confirmed by Supreme Court nominee and all. I think this is something American people simply will not tolerate. That's twenty sixteen versus twenty seventeen. Mitch McConnell. Yeah, so it's something that again, he's one of the most hypocritical people out there, and it is quite clear. Very, very clear. Alright, so Yeah, we are adding a new story, ladies and gentlemen. It's all about Andrew Cuomo and how he spent the day after his big win, and it was not good. All right. Anyway, yeah. So President Trump has begun to effort in an effort to declassify and publicly release a huge amount of information. Regarding the Russia probe and surveillance of his former campaign official, Carter Page, according to Politico, the surprise order comes at a time when the White House is focused on securing the Supreme Court nomination for Brett Kavanaugh, whose confirmation was delayed after an allegation of sexual assault. Uh, Trump has asked for 20 pages of the security application filed to surveil page, which many Republicans believe could help undermine the Republican investigation by showing bias at the FBI. In addition, Trump released the... Uh, ordered the release of notes taken by Justice Department official Bruce Orr regarding Christopher Steele dossier. Uh, the document was written by a former British spy that contained obviously the salacious details. But that's not all. He has also directed the Justice Department uh, to release all text messages relating to the Russian without redaction of James Comey, Andrew McCabe, Peter Strzok, Lisa Page, and Bruce Orr. So, like, pretty much all the text in the world. Uh, yeah, many of Trump's supporters celebrated this. Uh, not a surprise there. Um, I can't wait. To me, it's Christmas, my birthday, and the Fourth of July all wrapped in one. Former Trump campaign advisor Michael Caputo, who was questioned in the Russian investigation, told go. "Not only will this, well, not only will this let Americans know how their country failed Carter Page and George Papadopoulos, it will also let." Them understand how FISA trampled over all of our rights and should never be authorized again. And personally, I do agree with that because I, I I shouldn't say like I I agree with the last part because we really don't know that FISA when we all pretty much all evidence points to the fact that they handle this situation correctly. But when it comes to FISA in a broad sense, as someone who just detests surveillance of the government on its own people. And yeah, they've done that before. I mean, I'm—I I guess I'm more against the wiretapping program than I am in broadly against. Um, than I am broadly against just like uh, files of surveillance. But still, so is will just give me the grapes. Matt Gates also similarly dis praised the decision. Uh, but the order doesn't mean that all the materials will be declassified according to a Justice Department spokesperson. When the president issues an order, it triggers the declassification review process that is conducted by various agencies within the intelligence community to, in conjunction uh, with the White House Council to seek and ensure safety of the American national security interests. So, yeah, this is, it's not all that's going to get out, but some people, uh, Mark Warner, tweeted this said the president shouldn't be declassifying documents in order to undermine investigation into his campaign or pursue vendettas against political enemies he especially shouldn't be releasing documents with the potential to reveal intelligence sources that is very disturbing so yeah and trump has ordered a release um of sensitive information into an ongoing investigation of himself and his friends and information that, that his own Justice Department did not want released because it would jeopardize ongoing investigations, former federal prosecutor Renato Mariotti told Politico. That's corrupt, plain and simple. So there's definitely, you definitely got to wonder, like, he's just not just being transparent here, is he? And the answer is no, he is not being transparent. there. Yeah, that's for sure. All right, so we got... The story, ladies and gentlemen, of a pocket-sized man (laughs) that's coming up in less than a minute. gentlemen welcome back to news flash you're in the zone uh yeah so fox news announced monday that it has hired adult baby ben shapiro to host a limited run midterm election special because the run to election day wasn't already gonna be bad enough all the stress all the worrying but yeah according to media the cleverly named ben shapiro election special will run four weeks on sundays and um feature Shapiro engaging in a fact-logic-based debate with a panel of his good, awful people. (laughs) Yes. Uh, yeah. In a illuminating statement, uh, Shapiro said, I'm honored to partner with Fox News where it can provide an in-depth analysis on the voting trends that will be leading the polls this November. And remember, this is the guy who thinks Michael Avenatti is a good shot at the Democratic nomination. He said that, like, a few weeks ago. It was like, I mean, I don't know, but, like, the person who has the best shot is probably going to be Michael Abanani. I think he's got a good one, and he's a very popular, powerful guy. I'm oh like, oh, Okay, okay. Uh, that is very funny. Um, Yeah, so... For the unfamiliar, Shapiro style involve his signature chirp, a voice that makes the death rattle of your loved ones feel preferable. To destroy his critics, The a long list of people that includes snowflake liberals, feminists, and LGBTQ people, as well as, like, Arabs. Like, literally all Arabs. And that's, like, he doesn't want to just destroy them, if you know what I mean. He wants to, like... <clears throat> yeah, that's pretty much... It, that's his thought of that. So... And by the way, he also is not... Been shy about criticizing his new employer. Note, Fox News built Trump up for years. And then last night, they nailed him for thinking himself a candidate. Hashtag GOP debate. That was August 7th, uh, 2015, after the first debate. Uh, if you want to finish Trump, don't feed the troll. Fox News has fed the troll. If I, of course, banquet. <laughs> Hashtag GOP debate. Um, nice hire, Fox. Say Yeah, they did a good job there. Uh, so congratulations to them. All right. So as we know, Andrew Cuomo he recently won the progress. He he won the New York Governor primary. I mean, uh, didn't really expect Andrew Cuomo, the creature of Democratic party the the Democratic Party's own swamps, who couldn't keep, conceal his annoyance about having to respond uh, from a challenger to an actual proge- progress to gracefully declare victory. Like he wasn't gonna be like, okay, I think it. I, I I I'm proud. I'm proud. It, it was it was good. It was good to have with you. Um, it it was good to be with you. Um, yeah. So one of the yeah, I, I was reading this on Friday, and I got to tell you, I was like, I was just steaming when I read this. And it was a, a it was per the Washington, uh, sorry, the Wall Street Journal's obituary reporter. It was one of the worst things I've seen. It was probably the worst thing I've seen like all last week. I shouldn't say that because I forget what happened all last week. Uh, yeah. So here's the tweet from Jimmy Veelkind says so Cuomo has won big and has every reason to be happy. Instead, his post-primary toke meter is not one of joy, but I told you so. He says AOC's win was a fluke spawned of Twitter theories, and these results are clear and p- powerful. These, this is there is reality. These are number. There are numbers. This is what he says. Numbers like, how about like, is 15 points good enough for you? How about 15 points over an incumbent that outraised her three to one and she won by 15 points? She cleaned up, cleaned up. And I don't know if that's a fluke, uh, that doesn't seem like into tw- what are Twitter th- I, love, I love this is what he thinks about actual values. He's he thinks actual values are Twitter theories, like, yeah. Like the, the they're he's like comparing to like nine eleven truthism, which is pretty hilarious to me. Um, yeah. So that's that's very very amusing. Yeah, they're just like Twitter theories, like real progressive ideas and principles that I'm supposed to be standing for. Oh, no. Okay, yeah. Now at NY Cuomo is lecturing progressives. We have provided real life progressive solutions only when you've been pushed to. By real progressives, i.e., Bernie Sanders, you would not have gotten that done without Bernie Sanders. Uh, you can't have prog- pro- progressives without progress. Cuomo's provided the progress. That's what he says. Um, he also says his own win is a revolution on the numbers, not some Twitter sphere dialogue. You know and understand what it means to be a progressive. Uh, oh my. God. Like, he just, he obviously does not know what progressive means there, if he if that's what he thinks. That's, that's very, that's, that's very annoying. I don't, really don't know how to say it any other way. That's, that, like, that irks. That seriously irks me. Uh, oh, I, that's what I'll say. So yeah, I went, the left will win eventually. And it's getting more powerful. Believe, believe you and me. The left is getting more powerful, and when it does, Cuomo's ilk will be left in the dust. There's no doubt about that. Since the Times of London reported last week that Michael Bloomberg, the small ex-mayor of New York City, was planning on further for the presidency, the question is uh, that has thrilled political watchers is what him why today the New York Times has extended his uh, has the first extended interview with Bloomberg. On the matter of the uh, on the matter since the news broke and we are now closer to no closer really answering those questions uh, of what him why yeah so the interview is an pretty much a bleep show an absolute train wreck of democratic politics and yes if you were wondering bloomberg does clarify he would run as a democrat uh, since he's ideologically amorphous enough to need the answer and need to answer that. I hailed a fundraiser this summer for Republican Congressman Pete King and his own damn home despite pledging eighty million of his own money to help the Democrats take back the House. Like so there's some Normal people just don't get it. I know, Mike. It just happens when you hold a fundraiser for uh far right Republican Trump supporting Congressman and then pledge eighty million to uh of your own money to help the Democrats take I just uh... Rich people just don't, get, uh, uh, poor people just don't get it. Middle class people just don't get it. I'm sorry. I know. In the interview, Bloomberg defends Stop and Frisk, saying the policing practice since uh, largely abandoned by current New York mayor, mayor, Bill, uh, by the name of Bill, de, Bill de Blasio, by saying people, the voters, want low crime and they've gotten it, but not when you're a mayor. Uh, crime in New York has fallen since Stop and Frisk was mostly, mostly halted. He also criticized the Liberal Democrats' attitude. ...towards big business at a moment which, in which most Democrats now have positive views of socialism, so he's not going to be a progressive there for you, that is for sure. Uh, the Perhaps the most bizarrely, bizarrely unforced error in the piece is when Bloomberg's semi-defensive Charlie Rose, whom he raised unprompted, and his wider questioning of the Me Too accusations. Stuff I read is disgraceful. I don't know how drool all of it is, Bloomberg said, of the Me Too movement, raising Rose unprompted. He said, we never had a complaint whatsoever. When I read some of the stuff, I was very surprised. I, was, I, I never saw anything. We have no record. We've checked very carefully. You know it's true? It, you know, sorry, she said, you know, is it true, Bloomberg said of the allegations. You look at the people that say it is, and we have to have a system of presumption of innocence, innocence on the basis, basis of it. Hmm. heading into the midterm election where women plan to vote in higher numbers than previous midterms with a wider gap in women's support of Democrats or Republicans a rather curious line for Bloomberg to pursue. It's also like morally disgusting, but you know, there is that whole situation. And he, he wants to run as a Democrat. He's a real Democrat, everyone. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. Um, it's also perhaps not too surprising that Bloomberg get bizarrely defensive about me too questions, given their own history of sexism. Uh, and horrific comments on rape. Uh, here's what he said. Uh, this is courtesy of Gawker. One woman behind the uh, woman, one woman behind one of the late '90s lawsuits was Mary Ann Olszewski. who claimed that male empl- employees from Mr. Bloomberg gone down routinely demoralized women at Bro- Bloomberg LP. Olszewski said that she, as uh, sorry, that the harassment. Uh, culminated in her being raped in a Chicago hotel by her direct superior, a top Bloomberg ex- executive, in a depo- deposition relating to the Ol- Olszewski case. Bloomberg testified he would not p- uh, call the rape allegation genuine unless there was an unimpeachable third-party witness. <laughs> Describe for me your concern about how there could be a third-party witness to confirm and deny the truthfulness of her allegations, the attorneys asked Bloomberg. Bloomberg responded, there are times when three people are together. Wow. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's, that's great. That is, that's just great. Yeah. Sign me up right now for president. Woo. I mean, that's just, are you telling we want to run this guy? We want to, we want, we want to stay away. That's what we want to do. We want to get as far away as possible from someone like, um, Michael Bloomberg. gentlemen thank you so much for joining us here today This is all the time we have i'm very very sorry but it's been fun having a show with you today we're off through friday very sad about that stay tuned to twitter and SpiritOfIt.com/tsws for our next episode but trust me we will be back to cover some of the most important news if there's anything big you need to check out my youtube channel spencer walsh Got it. stuff on the Kavanaugh situation, stuff criticizing Tucker Carlson up there recently. It's a very good investment of your time, and I highly encourage that maybe you should do it. I'm just 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 a thought there. Also, we have global again coming out at the end of September. We don't have an official date on it yet, which should be like probably you know, like two weeks or so in advance on that situation. Yeah, but it'll be good to have Global back there. And almost we know the Spencer Wall show is Saturday. That's also coming up. We had a lot of fun doing that this past weekend. So, hope you check that out. Gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. It's Newsflash.